a Mitch and Jeremy exclusive. Are you ready? On air. Online. Are you ready to have a good time? On your smart speaker and wherever you stream. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes on demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it. Look, here we are. We're all here. I hate these 11 a.m. interviews, but for Nathan James, I get up and do them. Sorry. I know. I know. I know. We're, we're afternoon folks, but I, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm in... Anything, anything for Nathan? Yeah. Actually, it's mostly for it's mostly for us because we we just love teaming up uh, on you. That's that's pretty what's going on right there. That's there you there you go. <laughs> there it is. It's a party. You know, talking about 11 a.m., I mean, dude, you, you were just in L.A. I mean, like, how the heck are you back in the U.K. already? And they looking like all awake, like awake and like you're not jet lagged. Like, I'm super jet lagged, actually, but. Uh... I have so much on that I I just can't deal with it, so I just have to man up, I suppose. And cocaine's a hell of a drug, so there you go. <laughs> that'll keep him awake. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. That'll keep let's, him going. Uh, let's uh, let's look at uh, Inglory. I love the album cover. It looks like a house burning. Perfect, perfect in this time of war. Um, <sighs> dark joke. Dark joke, Mitch. Very dark. Very dark. Wow. <laughs> Cut that out! Don't don't put Straight that on the away. podcast. Oh, off, no, no, no. off the bat, you've already started. Excellent. <laughs> All right, go for <laughs> it. Well, look, jeez, uh, Inglorious, brand new live record coming out. Also, he's got this really cool new side project that we want to talk all about too. That you just got back from LA shooting the video for mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, welcome back to the show, uh, good friend of the show, Nathan James from Inglorious. How you doing? I'm good. This is like my third time. Am I the most person yet? Am I the you know mo- most? I think no. I think it's a combination between you and Phil Collins from Def Leppard, who we've had a couple of times. Yeah. So you're in good company. Yeah, good company. Number three. I'm happy with that. That's good. Yeah. 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 So let's uh, let's talk about this, and also the uh, the other project that you were out in LA for, which which features a pirate, which I love. That that's a great thing. Um, what? He, there was an eye patch. There was. His... I know. He has to. He's he's like really. He's got a really poorly eye. No, but uh, quickly talk to what is that project? Uh, what's the name of it? When is it coming out? What were you doing out in LA? It's called Iconic. It's something okay. the label put together. Um, they have this habit of, I don't know if you've seen recently, but they're putting together like a, a young singer with like a load of like legends. Old men? Uh, no, legends. <laughs> uh, icons. Icons. Yeah. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I lucked out and got the best um, like the best super group in the world in my opinion they're so amazing um half of white snake so yeah it's just it's incredible and we recorded the album last year and finally we got a chance to do some videos and it starts to come out i think the first single is in the the end of april so yeah oh that's perfect and that's and a, just quickly, iconic musically is it is it basically sort of like white snake with you singing is it sort of that hard rock melodic thing going on yeah it's very very hard rock uh lots of catchy melodies great guitarist from joel man joel i think contributed kind of all the guitar riffs to the album they sound incredible uh michael myself and alessandro the producer did the writing with joel so yeah it's a really cool project and so amazing that 
literally a couple of days ago, I was stood in front of Tommy Aldridge. Do you know what I mean? Like playing, like just mind blowing. Like, yeah, talk about that experience. I mean, she's an iconic drummer right off the bat, but just the powerhouse still like at his age. I mean, the dude just doesn't age. I mean, yeah. he looks the same he did back in the 80s and he's playing the yeah. same way he did. <laughs> he plays the same and we had long days, right? So even I was, I was tired because the second day I was hung over like, out of my ass but he came in and did the same length of day you know so we got there he got there early probably like 9 a.m and then we were leaving at like 6 p.m 7 p.m so wow. he just unbelievable every take is killer loads of energy spent a night talking to him in the hotel bar and him telling me amazing aussie stories and dc stories that you just i could only dream of hearing you know like right. it was it was amazing he's got incredible aussie stories that's you, for sure you can't really pay for those experiences i mean you, no. you can only you can only get paid for them if you're nathan james yeah i mean i i I didn't take it for granted at all. Like, I literally enjoyed the whole experience, had the biggest smile on my face. Was I wasn't trying to be cool. Like I, I knew that I was the odd the odd one out, you know? I'm like, right. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm the charity case here. Like you're you're all very much. Yeah. It was it was amazing. So cool. And especially Did, a fan. I mean, like that that's just like you said, it's a cool experience. I mean, we're allowed to fanboy every now and then over some yeah. of the people that we just love and yeah. I fanboyed over, there's a bit in one of the songs that we did a video for, where me and Michael, Michael Sweet's like singing mostly backgrounds on the album or like a featured vocal, but it's, I'm singing lead for the whole thing. And um, I looked around at him and we're doing like a bit in harmony together. And I was like, this is so wild. Like we're, I'm harmonizing with like a legend, someone who I've listened to for, for pretty much my whole adult life. You know, it's crazy. You didn't so just crazy. kick into to hell with the devil. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, the chorus, it's like fuck it we're singing it <laughs> i think truly they he in particular has really enjoyed playing other stuff you know like he mm -hmm. he loves the fact that he's just playing his guitar because he's so incredible like, he's a great so musician cool. i mean oh. yeah so it's so cool to stand there and just watch him play guitar and rock out and like take a bit of pressure off i suppose you know because he's not having to front it yeah exactly let me, uh, let me ask you, you you you've covered coverdale in the past, did did any of the guys know it, or did you play it for them and say, "Listen, listen, look at look at what I do. I I, I covered no, it." No, because I don't I don't think I, I don't think I sound like DC really. When it, when you actually break it down, like there's no, but the performances are 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 still powerful. Thank yeah, I think I think so. But Joel actually performed. I think I've done a White Snake song with Joel. Um, Right. I'm not, I'm not sure if Tommy knew who I was or had ever seen a video of me, but it was very kind. Uh, so, yeah, it, I, I, I don't know. And I toured with Marco Mendoza, the Inglorious and the Dead Daisies did a tour in the UK. So I kind of know him through that. So, yeah, it's just, I knew everyone individually, but it was seeing everyone together, which was so special because I genuinely didn't know how that was going to work. And I think for me, as you can imagine, the idea of doing this live would be killer. Like that yeah. to me... Mm -hmm. it was it was really important that when we were in LA we all got on every everyone's personalities were good that Tommy enjoyed it you know being the he is the oldest member of the band it, if to get him out of bed for something else to really enjoy it and I think after those couple of days together we all were very positive about the idea of being open to doing this live so there was no oh. douchebaggery it was just really like good camaraderie oh. everybody dug each other yeah only me all oh, right now, well, yeah, of course. I, 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 you're the I'm singer. For, allowed to be. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping we get to see it live, and, and I'm hoping it's not just on a on a cruise. I mean, I, I'm I'm I don't want to say I'm cruise averse, but I like land. 
Oh, well, let's just put it that way. I like yeah. land. So, so I'd love to see this, you know, Montreal or in Boston or in Detroit or just something I could drive to. And because, but then again, Stripers touring, White Snakes touring. It's well, White Snake is, as we have been told, is coming to an end. So, I yes. think. It would yeah. be cool. It would be cool to have something to jump onto for those guys straight after. They're not ready. Tommy does not look like he's ready to give up. Let me tell you, like he's still playing like he's in his his thirties and forties. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, and he's still doing that stuff with his bare hands. I'm just like, oh Jesus, no, that's that's gotta hurt, bro. Yeah. I just cut myself making a coffee this morning. <laughs> you know I mean? like, See, and, and and you what? You're ready to quit? Yeah. Whereas Tommy's he's probably got all of those anyway. Nathan no. James on the coffee solo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but lord! Look, talking about live, let's let's talk about this Inglorious uh, Live records coming out live at the Phoenix, uh, coming out on April eighth. You can pre-order now wherever you get your music. There's gonna be a CD and T uh, DVD combo and all the stuff. Now, is this 100% live recorded at the Phoenix, or did you go in, pull a Van Halen live right here, right now, re-record everything? It is 100% live. Wow. And that is... Do you know what? I'll be honest. I really wanted to go back in and redo some stuff, because I was like, oh, it's a little bit a little bit flat here like maybe i could go and redo that punch that in and he was like dude we can't and we can't tune you because there's so much spill from the drums in my microphone that if you if he were to tune me you would the the drum would detune right so it would All just right. it would sound awful um so it is literally me live and all of the boys live and it's yeah it's quite amazing obviously we didn't keep all the songs in from the gig the, the, the album's only 11 tracks or something um but these are the ones that i feel like we really captured and that from top to bottom sounded tight they sound really tight it's the ones where you weren't flat <laughs> yeah the least right flat. No, the least flat. Flat. Yeah. The no least. but i have to say i i, I have listened to it because we were sent a, an advanced link and the versions of holy water and barracuda and i don't need your loving which i think is the first video just it sounded great it's a big meaty hard rock sound you can't you can't go wrong with that no it's and it's real we had a great engineer our sound engineer who's been doing us for last year or so and then our producer who actually produced the, the covers album as well so he knows us yeah. he, uh, he knew what we wanted and i i just i can't believe how how big it sounds because so many if you if you go back and actually listen to some of the old live recordings they sound terrible. Yeah. Like they they're great because they're of the moment, but the actual sonics of them are pretty awful. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, we were, we were just talking about this. I mean, Kiss just put out a live bootleg, basically, like live off the soundboard from uh, Tokyo in like two thousand one, mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, it's awesome because it's Eric Singer on drums and Ace Frehley on guitar. But damn, the recording quality like could have been a lot better. It, it, it could have used some studio years, magic. Yeah. 20 years ago, you know, things have changed. And I yeah. think the... Now you basically have Pro Tools live and, you know, if you're using you're using the Avid gear and you're using everything, I mean, it's it's essentially studio preamps, but live, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's great. And also the, on a kind of like guitar note thing, uh, Danny switched over to like digital on this tour. So like that's made everything a lot easier, made guitar tones a lot easier. Um, he, yeah, but it's all whole takes. No one's done any, no one's... Re overdubbed anything. There was no mistakes. Yeah, well, the, yeah. there is mistakes. They're on there. So, 
let me ask you this since you, you mentioned Danny you have of course updated the uh, the members or the personnel you know from 2014 to now you've, you've made a bunch of changes um, is this sort of a stable lineup going forward and has it made the band better has it just made the band different eventually is it just a Nathan James sort of solo project called Inglorious what does that mean for the band the, the various changes over the years um well, a lot of the changes weren't because I wanted them. I think that's, right. that's fair to say. Uh, three guys left, actually, after their last one because they wanted to pursue other projects. Um, okay. So good good luck to them. It's really hard. I've been doing it f this for like seven years, eight years. I started recording this kind of first incarnation of this. Um, so I didn't get to choose that. I had to. And it worked out like everything usually does for the better because I was then allowed to, by that time I'd met so many more musicians, you know, but like I wasn't just starting out. I'd already had a track record. We had a number one rock album in the UK. We had yeah. tours, we had support. Yeah. We had the winery dogs, the dead daisies to tour support steel Panther. We supported twice. So by that time, it was kind of like, well, I've proved myself. If you want to be in this awesome band, come and join this awesome band, which was a lot easier. Because right. in the beginning, to try and convince dudes <laughs> as a guy who was from reality yeah. TV, to be like, hey, come and be in my band. I'm some dude. Do you want to come starve with me? Let's go yeah. starve together. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it is. And I kind of feel, well, I don't feel bad for them because they made their, they made their choice and it was it made my life hell, actually, and unbe mm -hmm. unbearable for quite a long time. Um, we're, we're, hold on. How come? Because you, all of a sudden you just had no band and, and you had like a, a record deadline or you had a tour that you had to cancel or... Or they were well, we pricks had, and you had to had, deal with them? No, we had no band just before the release of, a, of an album, which we mm -hmm. recorded together, which they left just before it was coming out. So it was... Glorious 2? Uh, in Glorious 3, right to nowhere. Okay. Um, so I was kind of left just with the drummer, Phil, uh, who's great. You know, he's been there since the beginning, like myself. Um, so it just made it really hard. It just made it yeah. really, really hard. And everyone was making assumptions that it was because I was an absolute nightmare when uh, that's not entirely true. Uh, <laughs> but okay, but but how did you get through it? Because now you have Ride to Nowhere coming out in 2019. You've got no band. You've got to do the promo stuff, the interviews with me and Jeremy. How did you sort of push through it? Did you just sort of just man up and say fuck it? I got to do what I got to do, or did how did it go? This was always my dream, right. and I I I will never let anyone get in the way of that. So right. people, can, people can say what they want about me. They can make their assumptions, etc. cetera. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I started this thing. They, yeah. every, everyone auditioned to be in this band. No, it wasn't like we met at school. Um, they came to an audition. They wanted to be in. And they wanted to leave. So when they wanted to leave, that's good luck to them. Best good of luck. luck to them. Uh, but I have... I have things I want to accomplish with this band. And in the last few years, we've proved that we brought out, we will ride, which is our best album to date. I think that's mm -hmm. fair. To say. Um, and the heroin album, which not everyone loved, but I'm super proud of it. Showcased yeah. me, this amazing band. We, we covered all genres, something that no other rock band has done before doing a whole album of female covers. Incredible so, record, by the way, just phenomenal. Thanks. So let me ask you this then. Uh, why are you so, 
uh, willing to go through this for Inglorious, why don't you just say, hey, listen, I'm a singer, I'll, I'll go do whatever rock opera in, in London, or, or hire me to be whatever, and why are you holding on to Inglorious? Because it's, it's a great, great band, and I think you should, but if it's a pain in the ass... Yeah, it's if it's not, a hassle. It's not a pain in the ass now. Okay. There was times when it was a pain in the ass, right? So when everyone was saying these things about me and I had a, quite a public mental breakdown, um, it yeah. was really, really hard. Uh, I don't, I, I just think it's, <laughs> the, the craziest thing to me is when, like, I'm a singer in a rock right. band. Like, I, right. I was receiving death threats and people saying that I was the worst human being. People, someone tweeted that I was worse than Hitler. Someone tweeted that, like just <laughs> unbelievable things to say to oh, a 20, 29 year old dude who sings rock and roll for a living like, i'm not yeah i remember that that yeah. that video that, that that came out and you apologized and you made you made good on it but but man the, the twitter sphere was yeah but welcome. twitter you know it's also a small portion of the population that it just have nothing else to do but complain and moan about things and yeah. jump on the bandwagon of trying to hurt somebody when they're down but at the and end what, of the day, you can't really let that get you because it's like, like I said, it's a small portion of the audience and you got an even bigger portion of the audience that's pulling for you and saying, fuck yeah, we love this band and we love you and we need you to keep going. Yeah. Uh, and I agree. And and you know what? The, 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 and I'll just finish on the Twitter thing real quick. You don't get it. They don't give you a second chance. You make one mistake and that's that's your entire... And it's like, oh, fuck off. We all to make the mistakes. cross, he goes. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's dumb. I, um, it's dumb. What I really have learned like the last two years is that... I just don't give a fuck anymore. Right. I, and I don't, don't record yourself on 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 video. No, but that <laughs> that was that was Very taken good. that was taken and put online by an ex band member. Uh, I I so someone who was really that vindictive about me and also the success of the other people in the band. You know, I just I find the whole thing really bizarre. Uh, yeah. After after the opportunities that they were given as a result of being in this band, because. They they may not have otherwise, you know. Yeah. So um, anyway, fuck them, I say. Fuck them all. Uh, yep. Let's get back to the uh, to the uh, inglorious live at the Phoenix. Um, you you of course didn't put out the whole show. You put out a portion, a a sampler of the show, if you want. Mm. Uh, a goûte, as we say in Quebec. Um, it's true. It's a taste. Um, it's an appetizer. It's a taste. Yeah. Um. At some point, do we have sort of like a record store day double album where the whole show comes out? Do, do you, th you know, throw out some singles or do you just say, fuck it, these performances are going to be in the vault for the rest of our lives? Uh, they're going to be in the vault probably forever and ever. We'll see. We'll see how, how poor I am in 10 years time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, that. I was, I was going to say, I like the fact that you also, you got a Blu-ray uh, and a CD. So you got like the DVD, you got, it's a, it's footage, it's video and audio. Yeah. And that's a first for us, but I, and also another reason you can't cheat, right? Because people are going to be looking at people's fingers. People are going to be looking at people's mouths. Like, yeah. yeah but when you have to go and, uh, you know, read, you know, dub a, a vocal, you just cut to the crowd. It's, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, we didn't do that. It was, done, it was generally done so quick. Yeah. Um, and yeah, right at the beginning of a tour after two years of not playing together. So this was the fourth show in the tour. So it's it's unbelievably tight considering all the kind of things that were against us. Yeah. In in terms of, of the sound, and, and I'll just go back to the whole new band thing. The sound it sounds big and huge. It sounds like arena rock. 
Um, just talk to me a little bit about what those guys bring to the sound and how happy you are to have Danny and Vinny and Rob and, and having those guys in the band. They have made me more comfortable on stage than I've ever been. They are truly right. like the, the most solid lineup that there's ever been in this band. Yeah. They, have, they have skill, they have technique, they have performance. Um, and on and off stage, there is no no drama. Like it's genuinely the easiest, I'm the happiest I've ever been in this band with this lineup. And I think you can see that in the DVD, I'm smiling the whole way through it. It's like the least rock and roll performance you'll ever see. I'm just there just like, this is great. Oh, that was <laughs> all the cocaine, of course. I mean, it's not really the best. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, I'll go back to, to to singing with other bands. Coverdale re- retires, White Snake retires and they say, "Listen, we want to keep the brand going. We're hiring you to be our new singer." It's do not you me. do you walk away from Inglorious? It's not me. But no? if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be Dino, right? He's he's right. in the band now, so. Um Mitch is trying yeah, to start I'll- up some White Snake drama right now. That's what he's trying to do. <laughs> I know, no, I'm just using White Snake as an example. Okay, Klaus Mine the- walks away, and the Scorpions say we're going to continue, and they hire you. I uh, don't see. Everyone says this. People say this to me all the time about all sorts of bands. I think the pressure would kill me. Like right. genuinely, I think if you look at what Arnell has been in, been through in Journey, they and he is one of the one of the greatest singers of, of all time, and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I mean, he's so. Uh, what's the word? I don't want to say demure because that sounds wrong, but you know, he's so just calm and collected and yeah. polite and friendly. It, and, the, and they he, shit on him. Shit, he has to go through. I just don't think he's worth it. I don't. You couldn't. You couldn't pay me enough to deal with the shit. To be honest, I, but I also I'm, don't think that you're. I I wouldn't reduce you to just being a tribute band singer. I mean, you're just so phenomenal with the original songs and in the glorious. And I mean, you have your own identity. I mean, why would you want to go and do something like that? I don't. I, I don't sound like David. That's yeah. the key. Right? I, I don't actually sound like him. Unless I'm purposely going, all right. Do you know what I mean? Like, unless I'm giving it, giving it David, I don't sound like him. So it doesn't make sense for me to replace him. I, I mean, look, the, the first time we met, I joked that you speak like Sam Smith. I mean, you don't sound like David Coverdale. No. <laughs> Sam Smith. No, but, uh, but you know, it's just, I was just talking more on, on the economic front. It's it's certainly a lot easier to go be that guy. I mean, Arnell is making obviously more money than if he was in Arnell's Inglorious, you know. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, just I mean, that. Yeah. yeah. I have other ways of like making money there. So I do, I am doing a rock opera, which starts next week. I play literally every arena in the UK. I'm finishing oh, wow. the O2, O2 arena for two sh- sold out shows at the end of the tour. Oh, so wow. I do, I do still do these small little bits, you know, I, mm-hmm. I have ways of doing that, but I don't, whereas I used to be entirely focused on Inglorious. Now I'm realizing that my baby is set and it just kind of like plods along and I'm really happy. We do great tours here in the UK, great festivals. We're headlining a festival in the UK this year. We're doing some great stuff. Now I can start looking elsewhere at other little things like this project with Frontiers, the iconic thing, and this, this rock opera thing that I'm doing, the war, Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but mm. huge, huge tour. Um, it's like Trans Siberian Orchestra, which is another thing that I did, right? So I kind of can pick and choose. Um, ultimately, as long as I'm singing, I'm going to be happy. So. So yeah. I don't so, care. So yeah. do you slow down what Inglorious is doing? Because from 2016 onwards, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six albums. Right? We're about to start. We're about to start our next album. 
Wow. Yeah, so I saw an Instagram story. Strong. I was going to say, I, I saw an Instagram story not long ago. I mean, you were in the studio working on stuff over in the UK. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm always... And, and that's another thing. I've done a couple of other studio performances. I just appeared on a... Girls, I don't know if you heard of Sophie Lloyd, amazing female guitar player on a... In, oh, on yeah, a, Sophie's awesome. I follow her on Instagram. She's great. Okay, I'm on, I'm on Sophie's album. So... So I did vocals for a tune on there. I wrote a song with her. Um, I'm doing little bits and pieces to keep busy. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm loving it. I love where the band is now. And I love that we can get in the studio. We can write an album. We can record it within two weeks mm-hmm. and it be as good as we will write. That's, that's, I, that's very hard to come by in, in bands now. Right. Wow. And We Will Ride was such a great record. I mean, like I, I still sing Medusa every time I'm driving, slap it on, like, you know, it's, <laughs> Yeah. And again, I wrote that with Joel. You know, that was me, Joel, and Phil. Yeah, Joel Hoekstra contributed all those riffs. So me, Joel, and Phil Beaver, the drummer, put that together. I'm kind of sad that Medusa's not on the uh, live record because that was one of my favorite songs that no. year. It was one of those ones where live, it just, I don't know, it just didn't have the energy that I, I wanted to. On the record, it sounds great, but um, it was just a bit plonky for the record. Really? I well, what is that, though? talking Does- about... I was going to say, does it come down to the band not being able to pull it off live? Or is it like, is it the mix? No, or? It's just, in, it's also the song listing, right? You have to make sure that the list runs beautifully like an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, it has to have a flow. It has to flow. It has to have flow. And it just did, it kind of ruined the flow. Whereas in the live set, it comes after an acoustic moment. So we do the acoustic moment. Then we did Medusa to get people going again. But in the middle of the album, it just kind of felt weird. I didn't know if it should go at the end or the middle. So we left it out. Right. Oh. In terms of, of picking the songs for live at the Phoenix, because, but how many, by the way, how many songs did you play that evening? Uh, 14, 15, 20? It's probably 16. Was there any 16. songs that you did more than once just to, for the tape? No, we're not. We're not like that, Jeremy. We're not those. <laughs> well, guys. no. When people when people are doing a live record, a live video, I mean, like they do, you know, four different versions of like the big song and take the best one. I mean, it's it's. No, Listen, I was at a Def Leppard show where they played "I Want to Touch You" twice because they recorded the video at the show that I was at. So they played it once, and it sounded extent. perfect. Yeah. And then Joe goes, "Well, if it sounds a little bit too perfect, it's because we just played the tape, and I was miming because we're doing a video. But now we'll play it live for real." This was in Ottawa back in ninety-two. Yeah, it was the yeah. Adrenalized uh, album. Yeah. And. and so I got to see that video being shot, and they played it twice, and it was like, oh, that's kind of, that's interesting. I'm that's down cool. with that. Yeah. So so the, the songs you left off, was it just because of flow issues that they, they just didn't flow? Or, I mean, how did you pick them? I, I mean, did you just go, we're, we're going to take the best performances and sort of slot them in and make it perfect no, Mitch, flow? he already said he picked the best ones where he wasn't as flat as the others. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. He said that at the beginning. And I get progressively more flat towards the end, so it's basically just the first forty-five minutes of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that you're probably a little too hard on yourself because I've I've listened to the albums. There's there's yeah. no flat. It's 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 fucking. Oh, Mitch, but you know us performers. That's how we are. We're just so tough on ourselves. Come on, darling. You know how it is. <laughs> I have so many people saying I have an enormous ego. I'm just trying to calm it down a bit. That's all. Nah, it's perfect. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, uh, 
go go listen to the album. I mean, uh, the, the version of Barracuda on there is, is incredible. And uh, yeah, yeah, Live at the Phoenix arrives April eighth, twenty twenty two. You can pre order it now wherever you get your music. Also, the performance of I Don't Need Your Lovin' is out now. You can check out the videos. Uh, DVD, CD combo pack plus Blu Ray LP, and of course digital. Uh, you can pre order it now. Uh, following Glorious and all their socials, and of course Nathan um, everywhere. I got one last question for you, and this is um. Not necessarily like a technical oh, this is, question. This is the one. This is the one where oh, he runs, right? Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's actually not a stupid question. So uh, Adele did an interview talking about how she quit drinking because it was affecting her voice, and I, I was I was curious, you know, because I mean, you've got the pipes, and obviously it's your main instrument at the end of the day. Do you do anything to take care of your voice? Loads, yeah, yeah. I didn't do any in LA. But I went crazy. Uh, but I just did a podcast actually with my vocal teacher of nearly 20 years. And on the podcast, we talked about kind of my journey and how in the beginning, in the early days, I used to really beat myself up and take myself very seriously. Um, and then I realized that I want to live as well. I kind of felt a bit like a prisoner to my own voice in that I had to look after it to earn the money, etc. But it's taken me years to get the balance. So now when I'm on tour, I won't really drink. If I do drink, it's going into a day off. Um, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys who can party. This isn't the eighties anymore. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really happen. So I do look after it. I sleep with a humidifier every night on tour. Uh, I steam my, th my voice. I, yeah, I look, I look after myself. Tea and honey. Are we, are we doing the tea and honey? Yeah, but that tea and honey is great because it tastes good, but it doesn't actually ever touch your voice. Like yeah, your vocal, it's like a myth, and it, all of these things are a myth. What, it, what the key is hydration because you have to hydrate from the inside out. So, water, sleep, electrolytes. There you go. You're good. So, so in reality, I mean, that really is the key. Then water, sleep, electrolytes. Trying yeah. to keep it hydrated get, and keeping it get the Gatorade going. Because yeah, I, and yeah. Pedialyte. I was going to say, Adele, you know, when the, she was talking about that, you know, she's like, I had to quit drinking because I noticed that it was really having an effect on my voice. And I never really thought about that. Because then it's, I, the I, it's, not, it's not to do with the alcohol passing. The, the alcohol never touches her voice. It's right. that she is therefore dehydrated and therefore her cords are not coming together as, as, as tightly and closely as they should be. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah there you so, go. So, so there are tips that you, and things that you're doing on the road to really take care of them. Yeah, there has to be. I mean, I, you can't sing like for 90 minutes screaming some of this inglorious stuff without, without looking after yourself. And I will warm up before, then afterwards I'd spend five, 10 minutes warming down because at the end of the show, your larynx is so high. And I think Adele originally lost her voice. I might be talking shit here, but I think she lost her voice for a while when she was going on Zoom and Skype after the show to like friends and family or something or her, her husband. And she would come off stage and would talk for like an hour, like every night on, on, on FaceTime and not realizing that she was shouting and that her larynx was still really high. So she was like, oh, hi, how are you? After yeah. just singing for two hours, right? That is what screwed her. Uh, yeah, because, and then the next day you're like, oh, hi, 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 uh, good morning. Yeah, yeah, you, can't yeah. <laughs> you, know, so you need to bring your voice down as well as bring it up. So if you would have brung the voice back down to a speaking level and then spoke nice and not too loud, etc., it would have been okay. Listen, Jeremy knows. He just did the uh, karaoke night and he we had to cancel interviews the next day because he couldn't speak. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. You know, well, the thing is that, you know, even when I come off the radio show, I mean, I'm on there, you know, two hours commercial free. 
here on the B92.5, like, you know, like, doing the whole thing. You know, tomorrow morning, we got your tickets, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, after the show, like, I still, like, I'll go out with, like, a buddy or whatever, and I'll still be, like, 110%. Yeah. You know? And then they're like, why are you talking so loud? And I'm like, I'm not. And they're like, no, you're like, it sounds like you're on the radio right now. And I'm like, I, I don't know. This is just how I talk. So it really fi is finding, you know, finding the way to come down from that. Yeah, and and I, what I always think of is like when I get really, I was wasted in LA, but I'm always like, I can do that today, but I just can't do it for the next five days. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's fascinating have having Jeremy do his radio show while you're sitting at a Chinese restaurant. He'd be like, hey, everybody, oh, wonton soup. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Look after your voice, Jeremy. That's your moneymaker. Yeah, I know. No, I, I as I'm getting older, I'm I'm realizing that you know it's like, like I said, you know, one night of karaoke and like too many shots of Jaeger, and like the next day I'm like, uh, oh, good morning, everybody. Uh, yes, here we are. <laughs> but aren't you retiring from radio after your next contract's up? I thought you were done. I thought you were walking away. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. No. <laughs> you never yeah. know. I might just go work know. on a farm or something somewhere and just give up like, on my dreams. Go go work for your dad. It'll be yeah. perfect. Sounds great. I'll, I'll, oh, come hey. for, I'll come roadie for Inglorious. It'll be a fun. Yeah, day. buddy. That would be fun, actually. Yeah. Come on I'll, over to the States. We'll, uh, we'll hang out. We'll, uh, we'll carry the tea in the background. Yeah. I'm hoping. Run after you with a cup. Here you go. I'm hoping that the iconic <laughs> thing takes me to LA and then eventually takes the band there. You know, that, that would be really cool. So fingers crossed. Yeah. You do a double bill, do the icon icons opening for Inglorious. Again, too much singing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> not when you're running Pro Tools. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Actually, iconic would be great. I, 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 I can, I can see that band touring, but I, I see it as being one of those, you know, festivals only or or cruises only. I, I'm not sure Tommy's going to want to be in a small club in North Dakota. No. Hey, you know, playing for fifteen hundred bucks. I just <laughs> well, look, his drums wouldn't fit on that bar stage anyway. I mean, <laughs> exactly. That was, that was the coolest thing seeing the kit arrive. So they had a truck just for his kit, and the kit came out the back with the white snake labels on and stuff. And when they started setting it up, it was it basically was the whole room. <laughs> we, huh. were stood in, we were stood in front of it like, uh, wow. So, so I was so aware of it in every shot. It was so cool. It's fucking That's Tommy great. Aldridge, man. What more do you it's want? There you go. Legend. Well, look, uh, Inglorious, of course, their latest record, We Will Ride, is available, plus their latest covers album, all-female cover record, Heroin. You can pick that up. And this brand-new live record, Live at the Phoenix, uh, coming out on April 4th. You can pre-order it now. And uh, Oh, coming out April 8th, actually. April 8th. That was four days away. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. April 8th. Uh, pre-order it now. Uh, Nathan, it's always great to have you on the show. Uh, you're welcome anytime. Make sure you come back. Thank you for being relatively uh, well-behaved. An all-new episode of the Mitch Fun and Jeremy White Show. Tuesday at noon. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews, bonus content, and episodes on demand now. Visit youtube.com slash Jeremy White Show. Follow Mitch and Jeremy on Twitter. Yeah, they're verified. At Mitch Lafon and at Jeremy White MTL.